Well, you are in luck, folks. We have an additional conversations with Clint for you this week. It is actually uh, where I join State Senator Kristen Phillips-Hill from York uh, on her podcast. Uh, Representative Causer was on the conversation with us, and we talk about broadband. So I hope you enjoy this additional podcast, and please, please reach out if there are any state-related issues that we can help you with right here in the 68th District. Welcome to another episode of Kristen's Corner, a podcast with your state senator, Kristen Phillips-Hill. Thanks for tuning in today for our discussion on an issue and a question that we've seen come to the forefront for many legislators and their constituents all across the Commonwealth over the past year and a half. How does Pennsylvania close its digital divide? Joining me on today's program are two of the top legislators on this issue, in the Pennsylvania House of Representatives, who I've been working with over the last several months on connecting more Pennsylvanians to high-speed internet. Representative Marty Causer, who represents Cameron and McKean counties and parts of Potter County in the Great Northwest, and Representative Clint Allett, who represents all of Tioga County and parts of Bradford and Potter counties. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. Senator Phillips Hill, thank you very much for uh, inviting us to be on the program with you. Glad to be here to talk about uh, this very important issue, um, something that's that's important for us in the northern tier, but all across the Commonwealth, and and uh, that's connectivity. And, and I know that you've been a leader on this issue, and uh, glad to be working with you in a bipartisan manner to move legislation forward to uh, really move our state forward on this issue. It's great to be here, Senator. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you, Representative Causer, Representative Allett. I think we have to look at the issue of broadband accessibility um, using three core pillars, which the Senate Communications Technology Committee, and I know that the House Consumer Affairs Committee, we've been holding hearings. And, and over in the Senate, we identified those during several public hearings last session on closing the digital divide. And those three core pillars are regulatory reform, utilizing existing infrastructure and assets. And of course, the big issue is, is funding. So Representative Allett, you were the champion of legislation to address both regulatory reform and utilizing existing infrastructure and assets. Your bill, now law, allows our rural electric cooperatives to use existing rights of ways and poles to build out broadband infrastructure. Can you talk about what a win your bill was in how we cut red tape to address broadband and any feedback that you've heard so far on on the law's early stages and its success. Yeah, I'm happy to. Uh, it was a great project to be able to work on. And um, it started out with a conversation with Tri-County Rural Electric and then Speaker Terzai uh, visited the district here. And we had a conversation about some of the challenges as they've been rolling out broadband. Um, this is a rural co-op that um, their corporate center is in my district. And they've 
engaged in, in really trying to reach and connect their customers, but then also their substations um, with broadband. And this is very important uh, for, for our community. And they've really been leading the way and showing the state what it looks like when a rural co-op engages in broadband service. Um, one of the challenges though, and it was the, the, the topic of discussion that day when Speaker Terzai was here, was the easement issue. Um, some of these easements are extremely old. If you think of back when an original easement may have been written for an electric co-op was maybe back in the 30s or 40s when the idea of telecommunications and broadband for sure uh, was not even on the radar. And so one of the challenges was whether or not they in that current easement would be allowed to run broadband on those um, poles. And this bill basically clarifies that they can um, indeed run uh, broadband service without going jumping through all the hoops to add that to the easements, which spe speeds up the process, which is what everybody wants. And uh, so the feedback that we've got from the community was whatever you can do to speed up the process, do it, do it now and do it, do it last week, do it last year. Uh, that's been the feedback. So we were able to get this through and, and we really appreciate our friends in the Senate working on this with us. Uh, we were able to get that through and the and the, the work now is is going faster tri-county is uh, i think marty you could probably talk about this a little bit because they're starting in the west which is actually in marty's district and working east into my district but they've hooked up over a thousand people so far with gigabyte service fiber service to the home in some of the most remote corners of the commonwealth and that's one of the reasons that they've been able to move through that process quickly is this house bill that uh, it was 2438 that you're speaking of, which is now in the law. So it's, it's a big deal moving the process forward quickly. And um, it's, a, it's a step in the right direction. That's fantastic. And thank you for your leadership on this issue and bringing it to the forefront. And I think we could belabor the two core pillars uh, and all the legislation that we've been sponsoring and getting onto the governor's desk to address regulations and existing infrastructure. But I think the real focus has now shifted uh, with this new federal infrastructure package that's going to impact our efforts to close the digital divide. And I have to make one major caveat, and that is that we did not vote on the spending package at the state level. This was a decision that was left up to the United States Congress. And I think that all three of us agree that we have to be good fiscal stewards of the hard-earned taxpayer dollars that come to the Commonwealth. Our listeners, our constituents, the taxpayers of Pennsylvania, they don't care if it's federal, state, or county funds. All of those dollars are coming out of the same wallet. This is a huge one-time funding source. Where and how will it have the biggest impact? And Representative Clauser, you along with Representative Allett and other members in the House are currently working through your legislation, House Bill 2071, to address what happens when Pennsylvania receives this influx of federal taxpayer dollars to address this issue of connectivity and broadband infrastructure. And based on the concerns that I outline, it's really a huge task that is ahead of us. 
we have to make sure that what is spent actually addresses the problem. So can you walk us through what your proposal will do? Absolutely. Thank you. And I, I think that you have really hit on the, the high points of it. This is this is a bipartisan, bicameral effort. We all understand how important uh, broadband connectivity is, but we have to get it right. And we, we have to have a solid plan moving forward. The legislation that uh, we've all been working on is House Bill 2071, which would create the Pennsylvania Broadband Development Authority. And really, uh, the biggest component of this is coming forward with a plan. You have to have a plan before you move forward. And the authority would create that statewide plan so that we're using these taxpayer dollars uh, in a wise manner. We, we, we know that this is a one-time opportunity coming from the federal government. Um, we, through this authority and the creation of the plan, would have immediate access to $100 million with the potential after the plan is developed to, uh, to access almost a billion dollars. But we have to make sure that this money is spent wisely. These are taxpayer dollars and the, the taxpayers are depending on us to make sure that every dollar is spent wisely and that broadband service is rolled out across the state in, in a manner in which every, every community benefits from this. So uh, this Pennsylvania Broadband Development Authority would, uh, would be in existence for no longer than six years. It's, it's limited. Uh, it would uh, provide for that, that plan across the Commonwealth. It would also provide for mapping. It would, it would provide a focus on areas of the Commonwealth that are unserved or underserved. And, and I think that that's uh, vitally important. It would, uh, the board that we're creating in the legislation that would make the decisions for the uh, uh, grant funds is a, a bipartisan board that includes uh, members of the administration and also uh, the legislature so that, uh, so that we don't have the governor making all the decisions and where all the grant funding is going. It would uh, uh, be a, a bipartisan effort. And uh, it includes uh, clawback provisions so that um, if grants are awarded, uh, to uh, business, uh, businesses or, or uh, uh, government agencies, and they don't follow through with the wise use of the funds uh, in creating broadband, those funds can be clawed back to the state government and reallocated to, uh, to other projects. So this is all about a comprehensive effort to, to spend these dollars in a wise manner and, and quite honestly, having a solid plan for broadband development across the Commonwealth and uh, certainly, be, be, I'm, I'm certainly glad to be working with you and Clint and others in the legislature to uh, to move forward with this comprehensive legislation. Thank you, Marty. Clint, Representative Allett, is there anything else that you would like to add about the legislation? I would just like to add that that and kind of really highlight some of the things I think that that Marty talked about. Um, one of the big things that we pushed for when we were working on this was to make sure that it was limited in scope and time. Um, we did not want to create something that was going to last for the next, you know, 100 years. Um, this, is, this is a blitz. This is a, to, to put the pressure on, get it out there, you know, fix this issue that we've been hearing about for a long time because the federal money is there now. And we need to do what we can to make sure that it's spent efficiently 
and effectively. Those are the two words that, uh, that have kind of stuck in my mind as we've negotiated through this process, efficiently and effectively. And the other piece of it that I think is important to know is that there has to be a consistent service that's provided. That was something that we made sure, because there's a lot of areas of the state that might have service, but it may not be consistent service to meet the federal regulate regulations. So we added that in there to make sure that um, those areas that technically on a piece of paper might show that they're served, but they're really not in a consistent manner. So that was important. And again, then again, the clawback. So yeah, this has been a this has been a, a good process to work through. And I think it also shows that we can come to uh, some sort of an agreement in a in the in something that's so important like this. Uh, so being able to work with the Senate and the House and the governor's office to be able to come up with something that we believe will actually work, um, that's that's been encouraging for me to work with you guys on this and, and some of our friends um, in the other chamber. So it's it's really um, it's really cool to see. Um, hopefully we can get this wrapped up and, uh, and get it started so we can actually access this money and, and be able to to bring about the change that, that we all know needs to take place to see, um, for me, I'm looking at it from the rural perspective to see that rural Pennsylvania is connected in a meaningful way. I think that you've both hit all of the key points. One of the things that I would like to emphasize as well is that we're working to be technology neutral. In the work that we've all done with the bipartisan bicameral broadband caucus, as well as the work we've done in the House and, and Senate and our official committees, we have learned that there are so many different ways that people can be connected to quality, high-speed internet service. And just last month, we met with the folks from SpaceX that are using satellite technology this month, we're going to be meeting with Microsoft who is using that part of the spectrum that was abandoned when television went from analog to digital and using that, that bandwidth to put out high-speed internet access in more rural areas. And Pennsylvania is a large and diverse state and what technology will work in the Northern tier may not be as effective down along the Mason-Dixon line. And I think it's important that this legislation recognizes that and remains technology neutral. There's uh, so many opportunities for all different types of providers for connectivity for our constituents. And I think that's really important. And, and Clint, you hit on this, the House and Senate, they're scheduled to reconvene December 13th. So we have pretty short time frame to get this bill to the governor's desk. And I think it will be important to do that because um, Marty, as, as you emphasized, a large chunk of these dollars are only going to be able to be accessed by providers if the Commonwealth has a broadband plan. So we need to get to work, and get that plan completed and there are gonna be a lot of other things that need to be done. So would love to get your thoughts on what else you see on the horizon on addressing broadband connectivity in our Commonwealth. Well, I'll jump in there uh, first, if it's all right, Senator and, and, and Marty. I, um, the one thing that, that 
that we talked about, um, all of us talked about, is this the idea of wireless uh, connectivity and cell phone towers. Uh, so there's some continued effort that we need to be looking at uh, to be able to make sure that when we talk about effective and efficient, um, there's better ways and maybe more options uh, utilizing some state-owned property and land to be able to make sure that we're, we're doing it um, in an efficient way. So we're trying to look at that. I think that's something that uh, we've, we've started the conversation. We've heard from our wireless providers. We need to continue to work as a state to figure out ways to open up that um, opportunity. And it's, and it's a safety issue in, in our area. We had um, some lost hunters uh, just yesterday. Uh, and um, so um, we're recording this in early, and I know that it's the beginning of deer season and we have a lot of hunters out there and to have cell phone coverage that's efficient and effective in some of these areas, you know, we had dozens of first responders out there looking and to have good cell phone coverage in some of those corners would really help them out a lot. And I think we can do that um, with looking at some of the regulations and that are in place and, um, and maybe being able to adjust some of that to, to make it actually happen in a, in a more efficient way. I appreciate it. So many of our, my constituents come up to the Northern tier to go hunting, especially this time of year, it's deer season. And I know that they would appreciate that added safety as well. So thank you. Representative Causer. I have to tell you, I think the biggest thing is having a good solid plan we know working in state government how important it is to plan ahead, but having a solid plan that that has some flexibility to it. I think Clint hit on this. The, the Commonwealth is so diverse. What works in one area may not work in another. And if we if we can be flexible and be open to all different types of broadband connectivity, um, you know, I I Clint and I probably represent the most rural parts of the state. And we need to be open to every different possibility, whether it's fixed wireless or satellite or any of those possibilities so that we can maximize our opportunities. And, and, and starting with a good solid plan, I, I think is key. I have constituents reaching out to me every day saying, I, don't, I, I might have this connectivity here at my house, but that's the only option I have and it's very slow. You know, so um, we need to have some other options, some other opportunities, and it all starts with a plan, I believe. So I think that's going to be critical for us moving forward. Well, thank you. Served and underserved, the key terms that we use all the time, those underserved have great challenges as well and great points. Appreciate that very much. Gentlemen, where can our listeners go to find out more about you and your work in the Pennsylvania House of Representatives? Well, you can uh, check out repowlet.com. Uh, That's my uh, website. Um, but probably where we keep them, a lot of our information is on our Facebook page, which is uh, State Representative Clint Owlett on Facebook. You can uh, log on there. We keep that up to date as far as information and things that we're working on um, here in North Central Pennsylvania. Fantastic. Representative Causer. And you can reach me at repcauser.com or on my Facebook page at uh, Rep Martin Causer. Fantastic. Well, thank you again to our guests today, Representative Marty Causer, Representative Clint Allett. Thank you so much. 
This is State Senator Kristen Phillips-Hill. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll talk to you again soon.